Welcome to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your host Rob, and joining us always my good friends Joe and Duff Vader. <laughs> please, please do not make fun of my nasal issues. <laughs> he, he's in an iron lug right now and can't move away from his mic. I had polio. <laughs> Oh man! And it's Papa Wednesday. and Mama Duff did We're not believe in vaccination. <laughs> it's an anti-vaxxer. We're joined. It's Wednesday. We're joined by brand new Harley Ocean, uh, Johnny Powers from Austin Powers Minute. Welcome, Johnny. Hi. Uh, in this minute, minute one fifty-eight, uh, Jack and Rose reach the stern of the boat. So, this minute starts out with a guy jumping off the stern of the ship into the water. So, I have some questions on this, friends. Number one, would the fall alone kill him? From that height? Yep. Mm, I'm going to say no right now. Okay. Do you know the answer to this question? I kind of do. Only if he'd landed directly on his anus. <laughs> Wait, does that mean his like it, everything would fall out his butthole? Yeah, uh, it just oh. rips it apart. The, on, the only thing worse than dying on Titanic is dying on Titanic of a prolapsed anus. <laughs> well, I was thinking he did one heck of a belly flop. Yeah. It would it would hurt a lot, not going to lie. Like it I'm would, thinking uh, collapsed lung. Or yeah. anus. <laughs> or anus, apparently. What I, what, the, I think more likely than the his, fall. His is, peen was ripped off his body from the fall. <laughs> We're not even three minutes into this, guys. And we I got we got anus, prolapsed <laughs> asshole. So I think oh. we we Some, shut it down. Just shut it down. Someone has bingo now. There's gonna be so <laughs> many so many foghorns I'm to put on this episode already. It might have just hurt enough that he wouldn't have the ability to swim, and then he would have sunk. Okay. Well, yeah, he might have been knocked unconscious, either from the head blow or from his peen. <laughs> the peen blow. Um. So jumping the peen, from a the peen blow feels good though. <laughs> God, jumping from a hundred <laughs> in the vortex. Jump! Oh God, jumping from one hundred and fifty feet or higher on land, and two hundred and fifty feet or more on water is ninety-five percent to ninety-eight percent fatal. So it's almost a football field. He'd have to fall. Did it look that high? Uh, so two hundred and fifty feet is the height of the Golden Gate Bridge. Ah, classic suicide spot. That's right. Um. So, speaking of which, there's a lot of jumpers in this episode because Jack and Rose walk to the side of the boat and see a lot more. It's like a, it's like walking down the Golden Gate Bridge in this minute. Wow. Well, I don't know. It's like <laughs> it's it's like uh, Tony Scott's evening walk. God. <laughs> I had if to you're, think. If you're gonna kill, if you're gonna kill yourself, where would you kill yourself? I mean, mm. the Golden Gate Bridge is no, a good no. spot. No, because they they have nets and stuff now. They have nets. Do they really? Just like yeah, there's so many people jump off of it that they have um, like measures in place to try to prevent it. This Are episode is brought to you by Foxconn. <laughs> 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 Are the nets fun to fall into? You're thinking like um, like you should jump off and find out, Rob. 
<laughs> like aerobatic people or whatever at the circus. You're like, I'll just fall into this. It'll be fine. Yeah. No. Yeah. I feel. Like I would drown myself hurt. in the ball pit at Chunky Cheese. That sounds like a good way to go out. I would drive a motorcycle into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Homer Simpson style. <laughs> yeah. Or he does a skateboard, right? Yeah. I I would want just a real like an evil Knievel type suicide. I, I would uh, I would put my head in a vice. <laughs> yeah. We're doing it saw style, that, I guess. That, that seems like it would take a while and be even more painful than your average suicide. I know, I know, but it's worth it for when people are like, "How do you die?" Mm, are you a vices. Are you a Cenobite? too many vices? You're like a Clive oh, Barker creation. Wow. <laughs> no, Duff, we're not engaging anymore. <laughs> God, I hate him. <laughs> you said that one vice, just couldn't mm. get over. Oh my god! Couldn't get out of it. No, couldn't get out. Of it. <laughs> Only but, takes one uh, vice. Only takes one vice. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So. Um. He just couldn't take another turn. <laughs> so question. All right, I have a question. Yes. Did the? Do you think statistically, the jumpers would have been better off if they if you. Maybe not from such uh, an extreme. Is this on height. Titanic or just people in San Francisco in general? Uh, in ti- on Titanic. Have okay. you seen the real estate prices there? <laughs> so <laughs> if let's say that find, find cheap, a poor, affordable housing in God's kingdom instead. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think you would have a better chance if you jumped? Maybe not, you know, from the the stern or bo- which which points up. The stern or the bow. Stern. Yeah. So let's say that. <laughs> Which one do you want to see up, Duff? <laughs> Depends on the ship position. Face down, stern up. That's the way we. Anyway. No, no, because now there's some like really messed up part of my brain that all I can picture is Howard Stern at this point. Oh, it's not Ooh. Howard Stern. It's not uh, private parts. So, so what would you be better off if you jumped off the Titanic from? let's say a reasonable distance and then start swimming to avoid the suction. Would you be I'm, better off? I'm, no. I'm fairly certain I would have jumped off at this point. Not like at the top, but on the sides for sure. Yeah. But you yeah. die like within five minutes of hypothermia, but well, you, but if you stay on, you're going to be in the water anyway. And then you'll be right in the middle of this whirlpool with all the other people, at least in my mind, I, the odds aren't good either way. No, but you're probably not going to live without a no. boat. If you jump off, at least maybe you can try to put a little distance between you and the boat. Yeah. I mean, later on, we sort of see when like that vortex hits and people it, are being sucked under. It like realistically sank very slow. Well, I mean, not that much. I mean, it's like two and a half hours from when it hit to when it sunk, which, is, you know, that's shorter than this movie. Oh, <laughs> much Barely. <laughs> There was people watching this movie on Titanic that died because they were waiting for it to end. Um, I can we talk about the jumpers for a minute? We kind of have a little bit, but I want to talk about how they how they filmed this. Do you, do you guys know? Were they people jumping? There well, wasn't were, it yeah. A, a green screen? No, no. Well, yes and no. Um, so we have we have this giant set right of the this this you know seven hundred and fifty foot ship in this like giant tank. And what they're doing is um, they do have actual people jumping out of the boat, especially on the sides. Not from like when you see it from the stern, 
but from the sides, you see all those people jumping off in this minute. That is actually people jumping off the side of the ship. But the issue is the tank was only three feet deep. So what they did is, because uh, like where all the lifeboats and people are in the water, that's just three feet deep. Uh, so they had a trough that they dug that was about 20 feet deep around the side of the Titanic. And then they marked where the trough ended, which is 20 feet from the from the from the boat. Um, and then at that point, the rest of the pool continued at three feet. And they marked it by putting dummies in life jackets or deck chairs made of rubber to sort of mark the location for the jumpers. Don't jump past this point. So if you didn't hit your mark, you would snap your neck. <laughs> well, your legs probably. I don't think you're going well. head first on this jump, but. Uh, but on the larger jump that you see, that's kind of a combination of, of of someone actually jumping about 20 feet or 30 feet into a mat and then, like, CGI taking over for when they land and hit the water. So it's a composite shot there I, as well. I do like the notion of the, the moat that's deeper to protect people. Isn't that wild? Again, in, insurance. I'm sure they did not let insurance <laughs> know what they were doing. Yeah, we're just yeah. gonna dig this like really janky moat, <laughs> and just, like hope for the best. Just so. kind of off the shore of Mexico, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's great. How do I know where to jump? You see that mannequin in that rubber deck chair? Don't jump <laughs> past that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they. That's how they did it. Um. Uh. So yeah, there's these jumpers jumping. And then we Jumper's have... Jumper's going to jump. Yeah. Um, and then we go to the priest. And he's saying Hail Mary, says a bunch of people hold on to him. Uh, this is an actual real-life person uh, that this character is based off of. It is Father Thomas Biles. What an unfortunate and, name. Yeah. Tom Biles. Father Bile. Yeah. Uh he is from England, and he was 42 years old. He got an invitation to officiate the wedding of his younger brother, William, in the U.S. So he, uh, he's, he accepted, obviously, and got on the Titanic. The morning of the sinking, he said the mass the morning uh, for, third, for second and third class passengers. The sermon was on the need for a spiritual lifeboat, i.e. prayer in the sacraments, when in danger of a spiritual shipwreck, i.e. temptation, or vices, if you will. Jinx. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he jinxed himself right away. And uh, that, was, that was essentially his story. He reportedly refused a place on a lifeboat twice. So, Joe, this guy's not a one percenter. He's a, he's a real hero. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's he's given the sermon on the tilt here. Well, I mean, I, I'm not a religious guy, but like I I kind of find this moment I like this moment. It's they, it's nice that he's trying to give people some semblance of comfort as they're about to die. That's yeah. I'm I'm down with that. Yeah, it's nice, but I'm, I'm punching my way onto a lifeboat. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't be there. I would, I would hope, I would like, I would be like, no, more people should go over there because it improves our chances. You just said you would have jumped off. I would have jumped off, but I wouldn't have like stood and held that guy's hand or whatever. Well, all right. So you would have jumped off. Joe has said that he would be having brandy in his best 
uh, duds. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure what I would have been doing. So Jack and Rose continue climbing up the stern. There is regarding this priest. There is a deleted line in the script where Jack says, "Quote, come on, Rose. We can't expect God to do all the work for us." That Thoughts was not going to go over well with the Christian community. No, I think it's probably probably a, a smart thing from a box office standpoint to delete that. I'm sure Paramount and or 20th Century Fox strongly encouraged Cameron to cut that. I mean, also they did do like screenings in malls and stuff. Like this is still that era where like you would go to a mall and they would be like, "Hey, what are you up to? Do you want to watch this movie? <laughs> Give us your feedback." You have three and a half hours to kill. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They're probably just finding dads that were like, oh, yeah, that's fine. What will you give me a... (laughs) Random aside, but I love hearing stories about movies that tested horribly because it would be stuff like... I I feel like Boogie Nights was one where they just went to the mall. (laughs) They're like, hey, (laughs) what are you up to? It's uh, (laughs) historical fiction about the 70s and the 80s. Do you you like disco music? Do you like like movies? Do you like Casey and the Sunshine Band? (laughs) Do you like pool parties? Oh yeah, God. pool parties. There Did you, you have a cocaine phase? <laughs> and they're like, yep, sign me up. Let's go. Yeah. Man, oh, man. to think that there's just a, within our lifetimes that there was a time where it'd be like, oh, I'm at the mall. I got hours to kill. I'll go see a movie I've never heard of. Yeah. It is pretty wild. Like That was a place where you could be like, not only are malls doing so well at this point, but like you could just find random people in the mall who are just there and bored yeah. and willing to like just yeah sure I don't need to I can save my hot topic trip for later. <laughs> it's like well I was gonna pay seventeen dollars for a CD but yeah okay. <laughs> and na- now I feel like it's more you have to like alt weeklies will get passes and you have to try to win screening tickets and things like that and there'll be a combination of. Uh, well, I guess that's more for the press screenings. It's not so much the focus groups. Um, uh, Duff, you should tell the story when we went and saw I Heart Huckabees as an early screening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was there, too. I oh, think. yeah, but but Duff was the one who made a made a scene. I, did, well, I didn't make a scene. I All right, so... I don't remember <laughs> this. So it's not that great a story, but it's extremely funny because so... It, you may or may not remember the movie I Heart Huckabees. It was David O. Russell before he kind of sucked. Uh, well, he did suck, well, but we didn't know it at the time. Yes. You mean suck as a person? or uh, as a, Suck as a, a filmmaker. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not that down on David O. Russell yet, but continue uh, on. Uh, anyway. Anyway, so uh, it was, I don't remember the radio station in Madison, but it was a radio Oh, now I remember this. <laughs> but, it, but it was a radio station whose primary audience was not interested to see I Heart Huckabees. Nope. And so, and it was one of those deals where right before the show, these two DJs come out. Connie and and Fish. Connie and Fish. And it was, it was like, (laughs) it was, it was morning zoo type antics (laughs) for a movie primarily, primarily made for an art house theater. Yep graduate student fan base <laughs> and they came out it's like whoa what's this movie about oh huckabees i don't know what that is yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> and just oh, it's the first time a philosophy major found a job <laughs> and, and they would say stuff and it was just deafening silence none of their jokes landed and then it was like 
It's like, whoa, rough crowd. Hey, you guys want to win some stuff? And I just instinctively shot my hand. I'm like, I want to win something. And they, I won. So desperate. I won a Hoobastank CD. Yeah, (laughs) your hand went up first. You're like, you come up here, you win something. And you walked up there and handed you a Hoobastank CD. I'm terrified to learn what demographic this was for. I know. (laughs) Yeah. It was not the right crossover of like their audience and people who go see they, this movie i think that the radio stations mixed up the promotions and there was some <laughs> there was some like alternative station that was shilling for like finding neverland or something <laughs> so and then i went up there and i got this hoobastang C- cd i'm like thanks and just walked <laughs> back um and then i ended up selling it to a friend of rob's wife for yep. like ten dollars. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. Good, you made a I thought you said something. I thought when they handed it to you, you said, "I don't want this." <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's right. I did say that. <laughs> they said, "We'll just take it anyways." <laughs> they were just like, "I like." I kind of feel bad for them because it was just not like the right audience, and they were drowning up there. <laughs> we uh, were just silent. It, yeah. It. Number one, as someone who interned at a radio station, you should never feel sorry for DJs. At least not not the corporate types. Okay. But yeah, uh, it's always funny when you have people having to pitch stuff to the, the exact wrong fan base. Um, so this, this minute ends, guys. We see Titanic's propellers uh, as the ship is sort of like as the stern is up in the air. Um, just a fun fact for scale. There's two propellers on Titanic. They measure 23 feet and 6 inches and weighed 38 tons each. So that's all I have on this minute. Duff, Joe, Johnny, do you guys have anything else on this actual minute? No. <laughs> he hates this minute, apparently. He hates this movie. Oh, that's, no, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. That ship's going to sink. It's pretty sweet. Look at it go. The the ship is rising out of the water like a like a beast, like a mm-hmm. mythical beast. Beast. Uh, the only thing I have is literally at like fifty five seconds into this minute. There's a guy behind the priest, and he's literally like booking it with a folding chair. <laughs> and I just want to know what are his motives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. He's uh, trying to find a wrestler to hit. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm like, he's just going to open this sh- up and like go with this folding chair. Somebody has wronged him on the ship and he's just, he's on it. Well, and it, you know, time is short. Time to settle all bets. If you got a grudge, mm-hmm. you, you got to settle it quick. Now it's time for a table ladders chairs match. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We see this throughout, like, the sinking sequence. People are just, and this happened in real life, just tossing deck chairs over with the hope of, like, maybe someone can grab onto the deck chair. Which, like, I mean, it, it's, it's not, not the worst idea. Out. It's not the worst idea, but it's not big enough to keep you out of the water. So you're still, you know, as long as you have a life belt, it's not helpful. And you're still going to freeze to death. Again, I don't think people maybe necessarily realize how cold it is. I mean, yeah. may- maybe some do, maybe some don't, but. You know, I, I'm sure in that moment you're not thinking about they're it. They're making just, the best of a bad situation. They're brainstorming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Johnny, this is normally the, the point of the show when we ask everyone, what is your Titanic story? So, we know, when did you first see this movie? What does this movie mean for you? So, I definitely, my first memory of seeing Titanic, I was like 
seven. Okay. I'm pretty That's sure. Pretty young. Yeah, that happened quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, I watched Austin Powers before I should have too. So here we are. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember going to Blockbuster and uh, renting a movie for a sleepover. Because like all of my friends were actually older. And so we just hung out in my grandma's living room and played the VHS like in the middle okay. of the night. And the nice. one annoyance that I will never forget is like having to climb over everybody to change the freaking VHS because it was yeah, too, so long it go. had two tapes. <laughs> yep, yep. The old, the old tape switch you have to do. But, you know, as a little girl, you're like, oh, my God at rose she's so pretty and then like obviously like leonardo caprio like duh that's just a perfect yeah. sleepover movie probably too early for me but you know it happens how old how so, old were your friends that you were watching this uh, i think they were like a few years older than me they were 27 like, yeah they were, they were, <laughs> i was just like hanging out with a very like old crowd like rough crowd uh, when I was shoes seven. with woody allen <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Woody Allen and Roman Polanski rented Titanic for me, <laughs> and we just like drank whiskey and and <laughs> and smoked cigarettes, and it's fine. So was it? Uh, obviously, you said that it was uh, it captivating you. Was it scary when you were seven years old? I think it was just more of like suspense, like gasp of like I really hope they make it out of this kind of like thing. Obviously, like ignorant to the whole thing, but. I was never terrified of the movie. So as you got older and you hit your teenage years, like, did you go back to this movie? Oh yeah. I've definitely like okay. rewatched it in the last, like, I would say probably five years. It's one of my mom's favorite movies. Okay. So I don't know. I just, I have a soft spot for Titanic. So I, I'm really happy to be on the show. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, tell us about uh, tell us about your podcast. You're uh, you 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 did you finished the first Austin Powers? I did. I finished um, International Man of Mystery. It feels weird to say that after mm -hmm. being on hiatus from that, like finishing up. Um, I am. I don't know when this episode's gonna go up. Uh, July, June or July, July. I think probably. Yeah. I'll probably be knees deep in recording for the Spy Shack Me. Oh, so you're gonna do the full the full trilogy? Yeah, I'm doing the whole thing, and there's like so much. So since I started this, there's been so much like buzzing around about him doing the a fourth movie. Yeah, I've. I mean, there's been rumors forever, but I did hear some chatter about a Doctor Evil spinoff. Yeah. I. I really remember seeing Austin Powers, um, I International Man of Mystery, man. in the theater. Oh, that was, I, I was laughing so hard. Yeah, and I still laugh at that movie it's, a ton. It's <laughs> it's still a great movie. It's, yeah. Despite that it's kind of become, you know, 90% catchphrases, and for a long time, maybe to this day, you would hear them too much. It's, yeah, it's still really funny. I, I saw it when I was, I mean, I guess we're all, you know, the three of us are on the same age. I went and saw in the theater, so I was 14. And, like, I remember, like, just losing it. The last scene with, like, them naked and hiding stuff, like, you know, like the the different items, like, hiding their, their naughty pits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember just laughing. But then I remember stuff that I didn't get at all, like the Burt Backrack stuff. I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. I, I remember that it was 
still of that age where you could have a sleeper comedy hit. And it, it I remember I saw it and it just kind of lingered in theaters and people were talking about it. And then so I finally saw it and it's like, yeah, that was really good. And then by the second one, you know, it, it had it became kind of a cultural force and it had a major release. But the first one, it was just kind of wasn't dumped in theaters, but there wasn't a ton of promotion behind it. I, if I recall, and maybe I'm wrong, and you'll have to do research on this, Johnny, but I think I remember the, the Spioshagni had a teaser or a commercial that was like, if you see one movie this year in the theater, see Star Wars. <laughs> but if you see two movies in the theater this year, see Star Wars and Austin Powers, the Spioshagni. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to look that up for sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that was actually a trailer. I think yes. I remember that. <laughs> wow. So I don't want to spoil or have you spoiled too much, but Johnny, really quickly, what are your opinions of the two sequels? Um, like, do you, do you honestly, do you love them or are you just obligated to do them now? Cause you did the first one. No, no, no. I definitely like, I like the trilogy of them. Um, I really like the second one. I feel like a lot okay. of people think that I've heard an, a lot of opinions that the second one's the best one. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm an international man of mystery guy. I just, I like that the first one started off very spoofy. Yes. And I, my family just really likes movies. So I watched a lot of James Bond too. So I just like spy movies. Okay. And I really enjoyed that it was a silly one. Like, more silly than, like, the silly stuff that James Bond gets into every once in a while. Oh, for sure. And it was something that we could all enjoy as a family that didn't have, like, a cap of, like, I really wasn't old enough to understand some of the James Bond stuff. Um, Like, the original stuff. And it's, like, we could all come into it on an entry level of this is very funny. Anyone can understand it, but not all the jokes will land with certain age groups. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I it agree. D- Cause I'm not a spy. Like I didn't, hadn't seen any James Bond movies outside of maybe Goldeneye when I saw uh international man of mystery. And it's still like as a 14 year old, like or 13 year old or whatever I was at that point hit. Like I thought it was so funny. And I, I think in that way that it is one of the great spoofs and that, if you know nothing about James Bond, there's still a lot of funny stuff. And each time you revisit it, you can catch stuff depending on where you're at in life or where you've, you know, stuff you've just seen. Uh, Johnny, do you have anything else about uh, Titanic you want to get off your chest before we, uh, before we put this one away? Not really, except I wish that I was like a, a treasure hunter. Yeah. Like Brock Lovett. Yeah. Like, I just kind of wish I could have discovered Titanic. I, well, there's I, I there's still a lot of wrecks out there. I'm like, let me just get my scuba gear and, like, head out. We, uh, I think in our first couple weeks, we came up with a way to, to know your uh, your treasure hunter name. Do you guys remember this? Oh, my God. Uh, I remember you made a site for it. Yes, it was your, your middle initial. Okay. And what you love or something? Nope. And then rock, paper, or scissors. Okay. And then what you think about boobs. <laughs> and that's how Brock Lovett got his name. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, this was definitely a Rob thing. <laughs> let's, let's. 
Oh, wow. You can take your time. No. So, like, I would definitely be, like, M rock, but I'm trying to think of how I feel about boobs. Yeah. So, like. We like them. <laughs> yeah, we do like them. But I'm just thinking of. Pro. <laughs> I'm thinking. The first word that came to my brain was jiggly. Okay. Yeah. So that works. So you'd be, you'd rock, be, jiggly. You'd, rock jiggly. Rock jiggly. And Rock Jiggly. There you go. So that is There's your my, treasure hunter that's name. That's my treasure hunter name. That's that's also a good rap rap name right there. Yeah, and Rock Jiggly. Mine is uh, Jizzers Respect. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Jizzers Respect. Uh, well, that's the episode title right there. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, I think you'll okay. just have to make the whole uh, episode title a foghorn. Just a foghorn. Is, uh, that's it. That's the we, title. I, I think we already did that, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Fog, Foghorn 2. Oh, oh no. my God. Jizzers respect. No, you got to do uh, Foghorn 2 Jizzers Revenge. <laughs> oh, gosh. I will say, I will say that was the moment when this podcast I realized people I didn't know listened to it because I, it was like you a, told everyone. It was like our first, our first or second week. I think it was our first week, and I opened up like twitter and facebook that morning and it was just people posting like um you know it was like m like it was like l paper have them and i was like what <laughs> what are they talking about and then i finally like re-listened to it and realized that's what people were posting their treasure hunter oh name. my goodness <laughs> so there we go well uh johnny thanks a lot for being on thank you for having me and uh, listeners should check out Austin Powers Minute. The first uh, first movie's done. Second one will be happening in the future. Yeah, I'm planning to drop it around minute by minute, Con. Oh, August. Yeah. Nice. Um, and uh, listeners, we will be back tomorrow with Minute 159. <laughs>